What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is episode 41, and we are doing another versus. And this versus is going to be a little bit different than the last versus that we did, which was Ratchet and Clank versus Jack and Daxter. You can go back and listen to that song, bitch. But this one is going to be a console versus and our first triple threat. So I am putting up the 360 versus the PS3 versus the Nintendo Wii and I am going to pick which one of those three consoles was my favorite one because I owned all three of those son bitches when I was right in the middle of that war but before we dive into the versus conversation let's start off with what I have been up to over the last week and I always encourage my listeners let me know what you have been up to over the last week what games have you been diving into what movies what television shows, music, whatever you're up to, and you want to let me know what you're up to, freaking let me know what you're up to, dog. That's all good. All right, so what have I been up to, you're asking? Well, I'm going to let you know. So, over the last week, what video games have I been playing? I started up with my wife the other day. We started playing Sackboy, a big adventure on the PlayStation 5, and, I mean, we've only played a few hours of it so far, but really, actually quite solid. I'm having a really good time, man. I highly recommend that if you are going to try this game out, definitely play it with a friend or a wife or a girlfriend, whatever you have. Uh, Play it with someone because it is so much better when you're playing it with somebody else. Uh, It's a very simple game. Like, my wife is not a big-time gamer or anything like that. She plays them here or there, but not too often, and it's really easy. She was able to jump into it right away. And, man, I have to say the music in this game is excellent excellent music in the game so far i find myself just nodding along and like just grooving out to the music and we played a level the other night and it actually it had bruno mars uptown funk in it just straight up that song and i was just like blown away by that i was like man it's like i rarely hear video games with like actual licensed tracks in it or anything like that nowadays i just i don't really play like sports games or anything it's usually just music made for specifically for that game but it, like i was like is that bruno mars right there and i was like holy shit it is with the lyrics and everything i was like man this is dope it's a banger of a song i can't deny it. it's really good so the music is banging the the gameplay is is solid i honestly i kind of think I, i'm liking it more than little big planet i played all the little big planet games and i think i like this one a little bit more it's it's cool it's it's actually utilizing the ps five dual sense a little bit so you're using that i mean it's definitely nowhere near the levels of astro boy and how they utilize that controller but again they're still pretty new to the game so there may still be some more of that mostly right now it's motion stuff moving the controller side to side and you can do that there's a cool level where you're just on these like floating platforms and you had to control them with the with the motion it was decent it was fun yeah we're having a pretty fun time with it so far so i've been playing a little bit of that music is awesome i believe now it's also on the uh, ps plus i i think it was down on there that you can download it i think it was also like the free game of the month last month something like that so it was really easy to grab that game it looks really nice it's also a very nice looking game you know it looks like ps5 game it's not the best looking game but it's nice it looks good and well, it's I've been playing, 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 been playing Resident Evil Village on uh, PS5. Also doing that as a let's play on my YouTube channel. You can check out the link down below, or you can just search up Gamer GX videos. And I'm playing through that game over there. Uh, kind of changing up the upload schedule. You're still gonna get as many videos as normal. I've just kind of been spacing it out. I just I don't know. I have been doing double upload Saturdays, but 
I find when I upload two videos in a day, the first one gets viewed and the second one just kind of gets ignored or it just goes through the wayside. So I don't know. I think I'm just going to try and keep it. Maybe we'll do the weekend. We'll do like Friday, Saturday, Sunday uploads and then every other upload. We'll see. I don't know. I'm just going by the numbers. It's just been really bothering me seeing like one video and then like it it did fine. People watched it and then the next one's like nothing. So I don't know if it's just a glitch in the system. So I'm going to try and change things up a little bit. So again, if you're interested, you can go check out the link down below. Watch me play through that. Just a dandy little game right now. Having a fine time with it. I'm only about four, four and a half hours into it. Kind of got into uh, an area now where it's kind of opened up. It's giving me a a bit more... um, I don't know, places to go to. I'm not gonna, not really going to spoil anything. But uh, yeah, I'm digging it. I, I'm, so far, it's not as good as 7, like I said last time. But uh, I still like it. It's a pretty darn good game. And I have been playing Persona 4 on uh, my Xbox. I've been playing the ever-living shit out of that game, man. Oh my goodness. Even though I have like issues with it, I talked about it in my last episode with the voice acting in that game was really driving me up the wall. Um, it's, it's not like, it's definitely, it hasn't ruined the game for me. I'm still playing it like a lot. Like I'm having really long play sessions with this game and I'm just, I didn't even, I'm like, wow, that was a lot of time. I was like, that flew by. I'm just having a great time. I am, I just love the gameplay loop of Persona, man. It is so fun. Like just, you're on like a calendar and you just like, you get to decide what you're going to do every day. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go do, have a, you know, hang out with this friend so I can get my relationship higher with them. And you get to learn more about your, about the characters and, oh man, it is really addicting. And like dungeon crawling is just like, it's a really big grind. Like I was in one of the dungeons today. I was just in there just killing shit and for like two and a half, three hours and just listening to podcasts, having a good time. And yeah, just really fun game, man. I'm a big fan of the Persona games and seeing all the monsters. I'm like, oh, I recognize this monster from playing Persona 5 and playing through Shin Megami. Uh, Really fun stuff, man. The characters are are good. They're not my favorite characters. I definitely like the characters in Persona 5, like across the board more than Persona 4, but Persona 4 characters are definitely not bad aside from Teddy. Teddy can still go bury himself alive because I hate that dude, but um, all the other characters are pretty good. I mean, Chie is borderline really annoying, but not too, too bad. Uh, Story is pretty all right. I mean, it's it's more mature-ish than you would think. Like, it definitely <laughs> explores some mature content, I guess. But, yeah, pretty good mystery story going on with murder and stuff. Yeah, I'm digging it. Really, really digging Persona 4 right now, Golden. And as of me recording this, Tears of the Kingdom comes out tonight, midnight launch. I am more than likely going to go out and be a nerd and go out and grab that bitch at midnight. I haven't gone to a midnight launch since, like some of those Call of Duty games that I would go out for, but it's been a long time since I did a midnight launch, but I feel like Tears of the Kingdom is a game that is worth going out at midnight to go get, because holy shit, dude, like, it kind of just hit me this week that, wow, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is is coming, it's here, like, oh my god, and the hype hit me, I even popped in Breath of the Wild just a little bit, kind of fucking around in Breath of the Wild, and like, I was like, oh god, I was just getting excited, I haven't watched a single video on Tears of the Kingdom, I haven't watched anything, I'm going I'm going in as completely blind as I can, the reviews are coming in, we got 96 on Metacritic right now, so it's gonna be a fucking masterpiece, it, it sounds like they nailed it, 
they did the thing, man. I'm going to go out there, going to get my hands on Tears of the Kingdom. And if I go dark for a month or two, then you probably know uh, things are going very, very well for Tears of the Kingdom. Now, I'm not going to make any promises, anything like that. But I imagine if everything's going really well with Tears of the Kingdom, there will be a GX GamerCast dedicated to Tears of the Kingdom because that's more than likely what a large chunk of my uh, my next month or two is going to be. It's going to be a lot of Legend of Zelda. I'm hoping that I can still keep going with Persona 4 because I really, really like it, but I know those Persona games are really long. So we're going to see how that goes with Persona, but holy shit, dude, the Tears of the Kingdom hype is real. It's here. Let me know. Are you getting that game? Do you have it pre-ordered? Are you going out for the midnight launch? And as you're probably listening to this, you've probably already played the game and all of that stuff. So let me know. How are you liking Tears of the Kingdom so far? Don't you spoil anything because I'll find you, but... Dude, oh my god, I'm so excited. Like I'm I'm I I'm recording this today because I'm trying to pass time so I can get to Tears of the Kingdom faster and and all that stuff. So, obviously extremely excited to get my hands on Tears of the Kingdom and I imagine you are as well. So, that's all the games that I've been playing this week in terms of television. I am on season four now of Barry, about halfway through that season, and it's really good, really good. Um, Some of my favorite characters, mostly Hunk, or Hank, uh, he's definitely, like, very much so developed into a different style of character. I still really like him, but uh, definitely turned the page on that character. He's completely, like, a new man now, and it's really good. Still very much so enjoying the show. It's uh, still got some of the best, like cliffhanger endings for a show like every time the show ends I'm like oh I just I I want to sleep but I just I need to watch another one because it's just it's so good at doing that and I've also been watching uh still watching King of the Hill a lot uh my wife and I I I tossed it on last night and we were just watching it and fucking we're just dying man like King of the Hill is so freaking funny I love that show so much and goddamn, if you haven't watched King of the Hill what are you doing get out there and watch it it is so freaking funny dude so that is all the things that i've been up to over the last week i'm gonna be playing some legend of zelda and um god damn i can't wait for that game but that is enough of the intro talk let's get into the versus talk now it's microsoft's xbox 360 versus nintendo's wii versus sony's playstation 3 let's do this Ooh, so how are we going to do this versus? So we're going to go through a whole bunch of things here. We're going to look at the new features of the console. We're going to look at the controllers that came out with these consoles. We're going to take a look at the launching games, the launching lineup for each of the consoles, top five exclusives for each console, third-party support, lowest rated games. We're going to look at the highest selling video games. And of course, we're going to look at the total number of consoles sold for each one. So... Let's get nostalgic about it. Let's get a little bit weird. So this was the seventh generation of consoles. We got Xbox, Microsoft's company still in there. They're fairly new. We got Sony and their PlayStation console with their third 
version of the PlayStation coming out. And then Nintendo, veterans of the game, they've been here since kind of the beginning. They're a little bit of the trendsetters, and they're still going strong. And this was a huge step onto the outside of the norm for Nintendo. And kind of the beginning for Nintendo just kind of going off and doing their own thing, not really worrying about what the competition is up to. So... I think it's only fair that we're going to start out with the Xbox 360 because if you didn't remember this, the Xbox was the first one to drop and it dropped a solid year before its competition. The Xbox 360 dropped on November 22nd, 2005 and oh buddy, did that thing ever come out? With a lot of controversy. So, I mean, we can't talk about the Xbox 360 without talking about the Red Ring of Death. And uh, myself, personally, I went through three Red Rings of Death. I have a Xbox 360 console that is still alive with me today. It's my Halo 4 version of the Xbox 360. And holy crap. So, let's just start out this conversation with the Red Ring of Death. I mean, it was all over the place man a major fault in the system it would overheat just tearing up the insides of that of that console it would melt uh the chips on the inside it would overheat so insanely bad man that console would get hot and it did a lot of damage and a lot of very upset customers had busted consoles being returned in variety of time frames we've had people bringing it in the same day that they got it. I, my first Xbox that I got, it lasted one week. It lasted one week. And the craziest thing was, it wasn't even the red ring that got it. It was actually a jammed disc tray that that got me the first time. So my first week with my 360 didn't go well. And I will say now that, well, I did own all three consoles. The 360 was the first one that I got. And I didn't jump into the seventh generation of consoles until 2007. And the red ring was the major reason why I had to wait so long, man. My my parents, my my family, no one would get me this console because it was so well known that this console was faulty and it would break. And the the rate of that thing breaking, I don't have the exact percentage offhand, but it was crazy high. We're talking like 30, maybe 40% of the consoles would fail to the red ring of death. It it's absolutely an astronomical number, man. Like Insane. So a normal faulty rate, uh, let's just say for the ones in comparison, uh, PlayStation was, I think, 1.2%, something like that. Maybe in the 3%, somewhere around there. Regardless, way, way lower than the 360, right? And the Wii was even lower than the PlayStation. So in terms of that, man, I mean... The console that Xbox released, the 360, that thing was faultily designed. I mean, I'm not going to go into the depths of this thing. I am not a, like, computer guy. I don't know, like, GPUs and powers and all that. I'm just a guy that grew up with all three consoles, and I had... I had good experience with all three consoles, so um, it wasn't really a power thing, but um, we all knew that that system had problems with uh, heating, and man, I did a lot to um, to try and combat that system getting overheated. Uh, my first 360 that I got when I finally did get it, um, by that time, the, the red ring was still a pretty major issue in 2007. It calmed down. It was not as bad as when it first came out, but it was still very bad, man. It was not good. 
good. And my first console that I got, I got the freaking cooling tower. I had that thing like propped up high so I can get airflow underneath it. I literally had a fan, like a, just a regular fan that I had propped up in front of it and it was just blowing air onto it all the time. And I had this ridiculous rule that I put on myself. I don't know how I enforced that rule on myself, but I did it. I would only play it for one hour and then I would shut it down for 20, back on for an hour. I just would not run that console for very long. And I don't know if that ended up working very good or if all that extra effort was really not for that much. The console ended up lasting about three years before it died and I had to get another one. So I personally went through three or I, I went through two dead ones and I'm on my third Xbox 360. I mean, I, wait, hold on now. No, I did have three busted ones. I actually did. It, it's not that big of a deal. I went through enough, right? I mean, other people went through more. Some people got lucky and never even had the red, red ring of death. So, but regardless, it can't go without saying that that was a huge fucking flaw for Microsoft right there. And a lot of that came down to them wanting to release this console a year early, which was a great strategy. I mean, yeah, it got Microsoft off and running way ahead of its competition probably had a maybe a million or two units sold before its competition even hit the market so that was a big deal it definitely got them a lot of new customers and new xbox fans because it was the first one out there and a lot of people went out and bought it i had a couple friends who had it and yeah they all had the x the the red ring of death as well but um yeah i had to wait quite a while before i can i can convince my dad to get me one for christmas or my grandma got it for me actually but um yeah, Red Ring of Death was a bad, bad thing. And I even did one time, the towel trick was uh, something that was going around a lot on YouTube, where you would wrap, you would unplug the console from the television, you keep it uh, uh, still plugged into the wall or whatever, you turn on the console, and you wrap it in a towel, and you just let it overheat like crazy for like 20 minutes. And basically what it would do is kind of self-solder itself, it would kind of uh, melt... Uh, it back into connection and it actually worked I shit you not that towel trick actually worked for me uh, it kept one of my Xboxes going for like an extra two weeks which was a big deal because like at the time I only had like a little part time job and it was able to give me enough time so I can save up some money and go get another one but uh, yeah I did use the towel trick and I was a victim of the red ring of death and I imagine people listening to this if you are a victim of the red ring how many how many red rings did you go through can you beat me at three so with the new generation of consoles comes a whole new variety of new features. So the main features that were going on with the 360 at this time was the biggest thing was Xbox Live. So I touched a little bit of Xbox Live on the original Xbox, played uh, Halo 2 a couple of times, but I never, I never really owned an Xbox for that long. I had it for a couple of weeks and then I gave it back to my friend and there just wasn't enough for me to do on it. I beat all the Halos and I beat Fable, so I was like done with it. But... Xbox Live was a big selling point. It was a, it was going to be even more improved. It was going to be faster and smoother. You can play seamlessly with your friends easier than ever. So that was a big, big feature at that time. And me being the age that I was, I was probably about 13 or so when this console came out. Got my friends. So being able to play with your friends was a big, big deal. And being able to do that, you know, not having to go over to your friend's house and share controllers and bring over everything was actually 
pretty fucking awesome at the time. I know nowadays people are kind of desperate for couch co-op, but at that time, I mean, couch co-op was all over the place. We just came off of the GameCube, which was a four, like it was a fucking, you know. So this was really cool and kind of revolutionary for myself and my friends at that time because we didn't just have to all come over to each other's house. We can just all go home after school, hop onto Xbox Live, and boom, we're all there. And the great thing was it was a really like streamlined process it was easy to find your friends we all had gamer tags and i mean oh my god dude like coming up with a gamer tag that's where my name gamer gx came from i i literally stole it from a friend he was using it on like maybe new grounds or something like that like a and I was like, oh, that's cool. So I stole GamerGX and I just added a number to it. And I've been GamerGX ever since I got my Xbox. That's where the name came from. It was completely, I stole it, bro. I'm not even going to try and lie about it. I straight up stole it. And I just continued to use it because I liked it. So that's where that came from. And yeah, so you create your gamer tag, you search up your buddies and you got your friends on a list and you're chatting. And I mean, like the coolest thing about the Xbox when you got one, it came with the headset. So like that was something the PS3 didn't have didn't have that headset in the box so you get this fucking that cheap little wraparound headset but oh my fucking god dude was it ever incredible when I first hopped on to Xbox Live with my buddies and we're chatting and it's it was mind-blowing it was absolutely mind-blowing I'll never forget uh, the day that I got my Xbox on Christmas and I hooked it up and man like I'm I was really like slow to the party with the internet and everything and I was still fairly new to it like when I got my Xbox was like probably a year after I got my own computer for the first time and like I was I connected online and I I was just I was like am I online and then you hear a guy you're like he's like fuck you pussy and you're like oh my god I'm online and I was like freaking out dude it was so fucking cool it was so cool to me I just never really experienced that so that was amazing the Xbox Live was dope I loved Xbox Live not only was it uh, have Xbox Live, but I almost forgot about the Xbox Live Arcade, which is almost single-handedly responsible for indie gaming today. Like, wow, dude. Like, Xbox Live Arcade. Like, I was so late to that party, but when I got there in 2007, there was already a really good good chunk of some really awesome indie games on there. I mean, you had Pac-Man Championship Edition, Super Meat Boy, Geometry, uh, I think it was just called Geometry Wars, but oh my god, that was, that game was so fucking popular when the Xbox was first out, man. Like, some of the best games, like, everyone was playing at the beginning when it first came out was the Xbox Live Arcade games, because they were fun as hell, and they were cheap, and fuck yeah, man, I honestly wish I spent more time with the Xbox Live Arcade, and I do, uh, a tribute, and you know, I'm really happy that the Xbox Live Arcade existed because it is. That was my door into uh, indie gaming. It made, it introduced me to Super Meat Boy. It introduced me to Pac-Man Championship Edition and so many other indie titles thanks to Xbox Live Arcade. And oh my goodness, like really revolutionized uh, what gaming is and what an impact Xbox Live made for still gaming today. I mean, who knows what indie gaming would be I think it would still be very popular, but damn, that Xbox Live Arcade did so much for indie gaming, man. It was bananas. And then, of course, we have the HD graphics. So this was a a fairly large jump, at least for me, I remember. From going from the PS2 to the 360, you're going from 360p, 480p if you have a good TV, which I didn't. 
You're going to 720p now. HD graphics, this crisp, sharp-looking edges, not as blurry in the backgrounds anymore. I, I remember my first real, like, whoa, dude, was I was a big SmackDown versus Raw guy. And SmackDown versus Raw 2007, I think that was the first one that went to next gen. Regardless, I had my PS2 version of SmackDown versus Raw, and my friend had a 360. He got the 360 version. I went over to his house, and I was just blown away. I was like, whoa! I was like, this looks so, so much better than my game on the ps2 it was really freaking crazy and i remember quite vividly like a big thing in my uh video game magazines at the time i was a i was a subscriber to game pro magazine for like five years and uh, a lot of things a lot of uh articles would be graphics comparisons from the ps2 to the 360 to the ps3 and like you're looking at it on paper it's like oh fuck yeah that's a big difference and one of the biggest, I mean, noticeable graphic jumps for me personally, I mean, it was really, really noticeably different. It was a big, big deal. And I mean, the first time I saw Gears of War, I mean, how many consoles did Gears of War sell when people saw that for the first time? I know personally a handful of people that saw that game, like, were huddled around a TV and were like, what is this? And it was Gears of War. And we're like, oh my God, like the blood splattering onto the screen. I've never seen anything like that before. Just, it looked amazing. It was so like shiny and the blood was just, oh, it just looks so real. I mean, even now, like I play, I'll play the odd seventh generation game you know i'll pop in a 360 game every now and again i'm literally playing one right now i'm playing skate 3 it's a 360 game it's not the most beautiful you know looking i mean skate 3 is already not that good looking of a 360 game but the best looking 360 games like gears of war still look just fine today now i mean gears of war has been upgraded it's got the ultimate edition so it looks even crazier nowadays but I can still play a 360 game today, PS3 game, no problem. Looks just fine to me. A Wii game, that's a little bit of a different story. So <laughs> we'll talk about that. How about we do that right now? Let's talk about the Wii. So the Nintendo Wii released on November 16th, 2006. And the Wii was bringing in a revolution that I'm not sure we saw coming. Because holy fuck, did the Wii ever take the gaming world by storm man it made gaming like it made it mainstream honestly like it brought in everybody it brought in every gamer it brought in hardcore gamers it brought in your grandma it brought in fucking everybody everybody played a wii my grandma has a wii she still has a wii like that's how fucking crazy it is my wife works in an old folks home they have a wii in their living space like it's just a community room and there's a wii there because it is that easy to pick up and play the wii was wild man i mean the wii was something else it came out right next to the PlayStation 3. It came out at a smaller price point, so I guess I didn't touch on that. The Xbox 360, I believe it came out, it was about $500 US, Canadian, 550 somewhere around there. So that's 
pretty standard con new console prices. I mean, dating back to way back in the 90s and stuff, generally a new console was around that money. They weren't, they were never cheap, okay? The, so video game consoles were never really cheap, but the Nintendo Wii comes in at $300, $299, I believe it It started out at. It might've been 350, might've been 350, but regardless, the console was substantially cheaper than its competitors. Cheaper than the PlayStation by a lot, and cheaper than the 360 by a good chunk. It was very much so a selling point for the Nintendo Wii, was that starting price. It was so much cheaper. It was definitely marketed as, marketed as a family console. It was definitely marketed towards your grandma. It was marketed towards your kids. It was marketed towards the hardcore gamers. Even though, you know, a lot of us hardcore gamers, we will be like, no, that we was not for us. And I mean, not necessarily. I mean, there was definitely hardcore games on the Wii. I won't I won't say that, but definitely the staying power with the Wii, it wasn't there because of the lack of hardcore games, at least for me. But damn, dude, when that thing came out at that price point, that was a big fucking deal. But not only was it coming in at this crazy little price point, but it also had these wacky controllers that we'll dive more into the controllers in, the, in a little bit, but came with these controllers that had motion controls and motion controls are not like the motion controls that we have now back then. I mean, it may be a little bit primitive for today's standards maybe, but back then, man, I mean, though they're simple and like, yeah, I kind of realized that it's just kind of wiggling your hand, but I mean, money talks, right? It sold a shitload of consoles and it was mostly because of that motion thing. And it comes packed with one of the most revolutionary games of all time in Wii Sports that showcases how much fun that motion control was. And my god, dude, um, the, the motion controls in the Wii, I mean, all in all, it might have been a little bit of a gimmick. Uh, all said and done, now that the, the Wii is gone and it's dead, I, we may look back on it as, ah, it's kind of a hokey little bit of a gimmick there, but... My God, man, was it ever something when it came out? Like, the first time I played it, I had to own one. When The first time I fucking played Wii Sports, I'm like, I have to have this. And I got one, too. It was the last console that I got out of the... I think it was the last one that I got. No, 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 it was the second console that I got. PlayStation 3 was the last one that I got. But I got myself a Wii. It was... I got my Wii when Brawl came out. Brawl came out, that's when I got mine. And I was super, super addicted to my Wii when I first got it, man. I mean, packaged in with Wii Sports, playing the shit out of that. I had Twilight, Princess, and Brawl. Those were my first three games that I had. So I was completely smitten with my Wii. Uh, sadly, I remember the day, the final day that I played my Wii. I have not played it in a very long time. Uh, Twilight Print, nope, sorry, uh, Skyward Sword came out. I got it with the fucking Wiimote Plus, more advanced Wiimote with better, better fucking motion controls and shit. I played it twice. I went out to play uh, some ice hockey with my buddies, and that was the last time I ever played it. And that might have been in like 2010, 2011. So, I mean... It's kind of a love-hate system. A lot of people really, really hate the Wii. I will um, we'll discuss more about my opinions on the Wii once we get more into the topics, but the introduction of the Wii was pretty fucking awesome, man. I, I remember, like, those the glory days of the, the first few years of the Wii before, like, kind of all the shovelware games were kind of taken over and stuff. The beginning of the Wii was absolutely insane, man. Like, it was so weird to... 
talk to your grandma and be like, hey, do you want to play some Wii Sports? Or she would come up to us and be like, you guys want to play some Wii Bowling? It's like, fuck yeah, grandma, we want to play some Wii Bowling. So the Wii had a really kind of a, it was very different from what was going on with the marketing on, on Xbox and PlayStation side. Like, I don't know if people remember some of the really fucking weird commercials that PlayStation was releasing, like with the baby and stuff. I kind of want to want that wiped from memory. Those commercials were so strange, but, um, yeah, there were more geared to the hardcore gamers, the PlayStation and the Xbox, but then the PlayStation 3 comes out. It came out a little bit before the, the Wii, and it didn't come out to a, a lot of success, man. There was, it was a really, really rough launch for the PlayStation 3, and it hurt me, man. It really did hurt me. I'm a Sony guy, like, I'm not, like, I am, I guess I'm a Sony guy. I can't really get around it. I've grown up with PlayStation. I'm a gamer, though. I like all, I just love video games. Like, I don't, I want all the consoles. But if I have to pick one, I'm usually going Sony first because that's just my bread and butter. It grew up on it. I'm most familiar there. So when the PlayStation came out in 2006, it came out to a very, very high price tag. It was, I think it was like $650, $700 on launch. And yeah, not a lot of people were very impressed with that price point. Now, uh, Sony did a lot to try and get that console to be cheaper. The problem was uh, the PlayStation 3 had a lot of stuff going on. It was backwards compatible at that time. It, it could play your PS2 games, the early consoles. If you were lucky enough to get one of those, Oh, you're lucky, man. My wife had one or she wanted to get it doesn't matter. She doesn't have one now, but uh, those were those are quite rare. So at the beginning, the PlayStation 3 was backwards compatible. They ended up getting rid of that and changing some things up so they can make the console a little bit more reasonable for people to buy. It was still a very expensive console, no doubt about it. It was completely out of my price range. That's Another reason why I had to go with the 360 and another reason why I got the Wii before I got the PS3 because it was just, it was out of my price range. And I actually never, I didn't buy a PS3 new. I had to buy my PS3 off of a friend because he ran out of storage. So he wanted to get a bigger console. I bought the, I bought his smaller console. That's how I got a PS3. I don't know if I would have gotten into the PlayStation if he didn't decide to sell me it for a decent price. I think I paid $300 for it. So it was roughly half price. I couldn't say no to the deal. And that was another major problem with the PlayStation when it came out. I think the first models were 20 gigabytes and 40 gigabytes. The 40 may not have existed then, but that was very, very small. Games were starting to get quite big at this time. Now we're talking HD graphics. We're starting to see games that, I know you might laugh at this, but like we're talking like five, eight, nine gigabytes. And when you're talking about a console that has 20 gigabytes of space, you're putting in a game that's eight gigabytes, you're looking at maybe two games on here. And you know, if you're coming off of a PlayStation 2, you have your memory card, eight megabytes. That holds quite a few games, right? Now we got hard drives. Hard drives have been introduced. The PlayStation's got the hard drive. The 360 had the really cool uh, detachable hard drive that was on the top of it. That was awesome. Thank you so much for that, Xbox. I had to change out my hard drive on the PS3, and it was terrifying, honestly. Uh, to remove a PS3 hard drive was uh, so much more hard than it was on the 360. You had to take out the little screws on it, which were extremely easy to ruin, and I had to do it a lot of times, man. I changed out my hard drives a lot. But... It was it was a thing that was doable now. It was it was a lot more advanced. It's a lot more tricky than 
you know, going to Walmart or Zellers and buying a two-pack combo memory card and you just slip them in and out. No, no, no. Now you got to get into this console, ruin your warranty and all this shit. So not going to lie, the PS3 didn't have a good start, man. It really, really didn't. It took, it took the PlayStation 3 a while to get going. Now, I got my PS3, I believe it was in, I don't remember, I can't remember if it was 2000, I'm pretty sure it's 2008 when I got mine, and I'm not gonna lie, 2008 was like the year of PlayStation, man. That's when the PS3 really started to kick off, we started getting a lot more console exclusives, you started getting a lot more franchises getting developed, your Uncharted's are coming along, Metal Gear Solid was dropping, you had Resistance going pretty strong, Infamous was getting getting going and shit, so a lot of the games were getting going on PlayStation and a lot of the third-party support was was right there now and it started establishing itself but it definitely took it a long time thankfully I got into the PlayStation 3 market when I feel like the time was right now I, I like I said it was rather late 2007 or early 2008 when I got there man there was a lot to do there was a lot of new games to try and the game that sold me on my PS3 was Metal Gear Solid 4 uh, the friend that I bought the PlayStation from, he brought it over, he showed me this game, and he just started showing me this stuff, and this was my first introduction to Metal Gear Solid, never never played them before, I was aware of the series, but never played one, and he was just showing me this game, and I was like, dude, I need, I need this, and then eventually, I gotta buy that PlayStation, so... I owned all three. It took me a while to get them. Mostly price point um, was the reasoning for that. But I would love to hear which console did you guys get? When did you get it? Did you get any of these on launch? I rarely get systems on launch. It's very, very rare for me. uh, Mostly because I was a poor kid growing up. Just didn't have the financial support to do that. And mostly, you know... With with news coming out like the Red Ring of Death nowadays, I I like to wait on my consoles and and make sure there's nothing wrong with them. Let let like six months go by, but I had them all by about 2008. So consoles release. Let me know which ones you had. When did you get them? And how much did you love them? So back to the PlayStation. Some of the new things that it was bringing to the table. So it obviously had the HD graphics, which the Wii didn't. I didn't mention that. So the Wii was not an HD console. It was still running at 480p. So there's that. PlayStation 3, HD console graphics, arguably, a lot of people, there's a lot of debate at that time, which console was the most powerful, most people believe that PS3 was, I think I can agree with that, there were some really good looking games on the PS3, doesn't really matter, the other big thing that the PlayStation 3 had that maybe we didn't realize how big of a deal this was at the beginning of the console war, but Blu-ray. It had a Blu-ray in it, and uh, some people might remember the Xbox. They made the decision to go HD DVDs, which those things lasted like seven minutes or something before Blu-ray just dominated that market. I mean, Blu-ray by far was the way better, uh, what do you call it, format. I mean, you can't destroy a Blu-ray. Those things are damn near indestructible. They're awesome. And the HD thing, you had to buy like the extra HD DVD player, which my uncle bought. And they were so expensive at the beginning. They were like $150 or something like that. And then within a year, those things were in the bargain bin. You could buy them for like chump change. It was out of control. So Sony wanting to corner that market yet again because they nailed that with the PS2. The thing was a DVD player combo console. It sold fucking hundreds of millions and PlayStation 3 wanted to do the same. So they picked the Blu-ray. They chose the right thing. Blu-ray ended up being the format of choice for the generation. It's still going now. So that was a great thing because 
man, Blu-ray players and just like DVD players when those things first came out, ridiculously expensive. So that was always a very strong argument that I can throw at my dad or my grandma and be like, hey, you know how DVD players are like $300? Well, you can get this PlayStation console and it comes with a DVD player. And like, that was such a great selling point, man. God, did that ever help out. So that was a big thing going on with the PlayStation. So out of the three consoles, which of those three ones did I think had the best features uh, to try and convince someone to buy it? I mean, honestly, it's it's really tough. It kind of depends on the gamer, right? Uh, whatever gamer you were. So for me, it was the 360. That was the console that I chose at the beginning. I feel like the price point was right. Uh, it had a good lineup of games to start out with. Uh, like I said, I didn't get it at launch. I got it in 2007. So at that time, uh, all my friends had it. Uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff like that. So it had the HD graphics. It had good franchises coming up. I mean, Halo 3 was on its way. Call of Duty was gaining a lot, a lot of steam in 2007 with Call of Duty 4 on its way. You had Gears of War just wrecking and all that stuff. So it had a lot going for it and it convinced me to go with it first. The Wii, very, very tempting. Uh, it had some good games. It had the motion controls going for it, which was awesome at the time. It had a great starting price point, which was very, very appealing. It did not have the HD graphics, which for me at the time, I mean, it wasn't going to make or break it. I wasn't a huge graphics guy, but, you know, at that time, I mean, a lot, a lot of focus was on graphics. So it was definitely appealing. The PlayStation, I mean, it had the Blu-ray player, which again, at that time when it came out, you know, with the hindsight, it'd be easy for me to say like the Blu-ray was the most appealing thing, but even in 2007, HD DVD was still kind of around. So, I mean, the Blu-ray was great. The price point scared the fuck out of everybody. Like, it was really hard to want to dive into that. The graphics were really good. It was a, shown off to be a very, very strong, powerful console. And, of course, we had I had my Sony franchises that I was familiar with that were going to make the jump, even though there were a few that weren't. I mean, I wasn't going to have any more Jack and Daxter. That was dead. Ratchet and Clank was going to be over there. And like Final Fantasy and stuff, we weren't really sure on what the future of Final Fantasy was going to be for Sony, but I, I would have to pick the Xbox 360 had the most appealing new features for myself. Now, again, I feel like that definitely comes down to what gamer you are, what kind of franchises you're into. Never really been big on the Nintendo franchises. Like, I am not the biggest Mario fan in the world. Yes, I really do love my Zelda, but... You know, I, I, there was, at that time when you're a teenager, you got these bloody, crazy games. Online gaming was big. And that honestly was probably the biggest selling point for myself and all my friends is that we wanted the best connections. We wanted the best performance online so that we could play together seamlessly. I would have to give the edge. And on top of that, I didn't even mention like the, the online capabilities of the PlayStation 3 and the Wii. I mean, the Wii, you could go online. We all know how terrible it was. It worked when it did. I mean, I did fuck around with it. I mean, I played Mario Kart Wii on there quite a bit. It was decent, but you couldn't chat with each other. You couldn't find your friends easily. So it was nice that it was there. It just wasn't very good. And the PlayStation, it was there. Definitely not as good as Xbox Live, but I still thought it was a very serviceable online service like 
I thought it was good. But by far, Xbox Live was the most streamlined. It was the easiest, most accessible online thing to use. So I am going to give the edge to the newest features of the seventh generation to the Xbox 360. So we'll move on now to the next category, which is going to be controller designs and console designs. So we'll start off with, let's start with the PlayStation. So uh, the design of the PS3, not my favorite. I mean, the fat PS3, I definitely like the fat original PS3 over the new slim PS3. I thought the OG PS3 looked better, though the slim was just it was better. It had the matte finish, and that was kind of the... I really hated that about the original PlayStation, was just like, you touch that thing, like, your fingerprints are so over it. It was like a kind of a glossy, almost like a car, and it was a black console, so any stains and scratches were very, very noticeable on the PlayStation 3. It's a very, very sharp-looking console. I really did like the design. Like I said, it's not my favorite, though, but I liked it. It was okay. Now, the controller, now that thing, whole. Oh, Boy, I remember the first time I saw the the prototype picture for that controller. It was like a boomerang. Fucking thing was outrageous looking. We're like, what the hell did you do to the DualShock? I mean, coming off of the DualShock 2, which might be one of the greatest controllers ever made, uh, they decided they're going to try and dick around with it. And then they decided, you know, off of the success of all the motion controls, they tried this six-axis thing out. And, oh man, that was the first controller that I got. That was with my my original PlayStation 3, and it was... I fucking hated that controller so goddamn much, man. It felt like a little flimsy piece of plastic, man. It was empty inside. The 6-axis, like, worked okay. It wasn't, like... It wasn't as good as the Wiimote, I mean, which, I mean, I don't know how much that's really saying, but it, was, it wasn't good, and a lot of people complained, everyone complained, man, like, the 6-axis was dog shit. We all hated it. Thankfully, they fixed it, they gave us our DualShock 3, which was much, much better. Uh, very, very good controller. I know some people don't like PlayStation controllers. I, I love them. I had no issues with the DualShock 3. They kind of added... I'm pretty sure that's when they added a little bit of a trigger to the R2, L2 buttons, but... Um, it was a good controller, man. It was good. It took it a little bit of time to get there. I don't think we got that DualShock 3 until like 2008 or so, but DualShock 3... Fucking good controller. Very, very good. Console, uh, console design was fine. Xbox 360. Now that, the console design, I mean, the white, slim, kind of okay looking. It was fine. I mean, white was an okay look for it. I liked the, the green ring. And when you got the red ring, it was terrifying. You fucking never wanted to see that. It was okay. It was sleek looking. It definitely was an improvement over the OG Xbox in comparison to the size. And like, it just looked... It looked so much more... It looked like a next-gen console. It looked like the next version of an Xbox. I mean, you look at the old one, it's big, it's clunky. Then you got the 360, slim, very kind of, kind of uh, what do you call smooth edges and rounded corners. It was a good-looking console. Now, the Elite, the Elite console was by far way cooler with that sleek black. Looked dope. I wanted an Elite so bad, but they were way more expensive because it had more hard drive space. And I believe they had more power as well. But yeah, never got myself an Elite. Now, we're going to keep, like, special edition consoles and all that out, so I'm not going to... Like, I have the Halo 4 edition, which is, like, the new Slim model, and it's got, like, this cool fucking Halo skin on it, and it makes sounds when I touch it. It goes, whoosh, when I turn it on, which is actually kind of annoying, but, um, yeah, original OG white Xbox, fine-looking console, not my favorite. Now, the controller, though, oh, dude, the... Th 
Xbox 360 controller might be one of the greatest controllers ever made. That thing is excellent. Excellent, except for those horrible D-pad buttons on the OG controller. They kind of fixed it a little bit. They still weren't great, but they were better. Um, the controller that I have, it actually, like, you can turn the knob and you can change how the directional pads are. You can have them, like, more sticking up or... it. It's a thing, okay? But, man, did that thing ever feel fucking good with shooters, especially? I mean, we all know those that trigger is just so freaking good. It feels so good with shooting games. Driving games feels very, very good. A very, very comfortable controller, man. Very good. And the sticks were awesome. Really enjoyed the sticks. They had the divots where your thumbs can kind of get in there. And that was a problem with the DualShock, man. They had the rounded analog sticks. I definitely had my fingers slipping off it, off of it a lot more than I would with the 360. So right now, I'm giving the edge to the 360 controller, but there's still the Wiimote and the Nunchuck. So probably up for debate. Uh, I love it or hate it. I didn't like it. I didn't like the Wiimote. It was great when you're playing your Wii Sports and you're just, you got the thing, but man, just trying to play like a regular ass game was really, really awkward. Like playing Twilight Princess with the Wiimote and the Nunchuck just never felt like right. It felt very weird the whole time. Yeah, and having to like strap it in. I mean, not everybody did that, but I mean, that led to a ton, tons of really funny YouTube videos of people destroying their their fucking thousand dollar television with a Wiimote. But yeah, man, I, I can't say I was ever really a big fan of the Wiimote and how it felt. I mean, uh, I never, I never did get the Pro controller, so I know that's kind of a big no no. A lot of people like definitely get the. The Pro controllers, they're, they're quite good, but that's not what the console came with. So we're talking about the Wiimote and the Nunchuck. I mean, the Nunchuck was just a piece of plastic, right? Like, what did that thing even do? Uh, never hated the Nunchuck. That thing was just fucking annoying. And, I mean, the odd time you can turn, like, let's say you're playing, like, um, a Wii, uh, what do you call it, virtual console game. You could turn the, the Wiimote sideways and kind of hold it like a old-school Nintendo controller. It just never really felt that good. I didn't like the way that the buttons were with that like weird one and two button down there on the bottom being weird. It was it was okay, man. I mean, the motion controls for the time, I never really had that much of a problem with it. Like it was fine. The little sensor bar that you had, like it's kind of flimsy and awkward and that fucking cord for it was like 8 million meters long, but it was an okay controller. It was very, very revolutionary. I mean, we never, I've never seen anything like it at the time. <laughs> never, never had anything quite like that um, in my hands before. It was, it was very weird, very different. That's for sure. But it, I don't think it really stood up to the test of time. It's not something that I would like to have. Like it's just, it just didn't feel, didn't feel right. And I definitely wish I got the pro controller back in the day. I never did, but. It is the way that it is. So, and the way that the Wii looked, I mean, it was it was small. It was a tiny little white thing that that weird fucking thing that you had to slide it onto. I never never liked that thing, man. That thing always made me feel nervous. I'm like, is it in there? Like, I don't know. This thing could fall over at any point. It was really awesome that the Wii came with the the GameCube controller ports that was huge. So again, I mean that's another bonus, right? You can you can if you didn't like the Wii you can plug in a GameCube controller. Problem was I didn't like the GameCube controller either. So um, you can shoot me for that one. That's okay. But yeah, I mean it had those options. It was really cool. It was white and gray. I mean it didn't really stand out. It was sleek. I mean it was 
it was sharp, it was tiny, uh, it was fine. But overall, with the controller console design, I'm giving it to the 360. That controller is fucking awesome. Still love the Xbox controller. Probably the most today. Still love the... I, I don't have the newest Xbox, but uh, I still love that controller. I like the Xbox controller more than the DualSense 5 that's on the PS5. DualSense 5 might... I don't know, I have some problems with that controller, but I don't know. We're not really talking about that today, are we? So... Xbox wins the console design and controller design for me. What do you guys think, though? Okay, okay, that's enough of that stuff. Let's get to the good stuff, baby. Let's talk about the video games. So let's go through each of the three consoles starting lineup of video games. Let's start with the Xbox 360 in alphabetical order, I guess. So 360, they started off with Amped 3. Call of Duty 2, which was pretty fucking awesome when that came out. Condemned Criminal Origins, never played that. FIFA 06, Gun, Cameo, Elements of Power, you got NFL 06, NBA 2K6, NBA Live 06, Need for Speed Most Wanted, that game was dope. NHL 2K6, which I wish 2K NHL games would come back. Perfect Dark Zero, Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. That was a good movie, too. Project Gotham Racing 3, Quake 4, Ridge Racer 6, Tiger Woods, PGA Tour 06, and Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, which was actually the first 360 game I ever played. And too bad American Wasteland just wasn't that good of a Tony Hawk's game. But um, And then they had some Xbox Live arcade games here as well. Bankshot Billiards 2, Bejeweled 2, Gauntlet, Geometry Wars Retro Evolved, which was a huge one when that one came out. Hardwood, Backgammon, Hardwood Hearts, Hexic HD, Joust, Mutant Storm Reloaded, and Outpost Kaloki X. Okay, so I didn't play a whole lot of those games right there, but I am aware of most of them. We all know that Call of Duty 2 was a very, very big success for Xbox at the beginning. That obviously had a lot to do with the Xbox Live. People were playing that game online like crazy at the time. And I feel like a lot of those other games as well, especially like Project Gotham Racing 3, I heard was a big one for Xbox Live players back then. And I imagine those early Madden NBA games as well were quite fun to play online, along with Quake 4. Quake 4 was kind of the the only other shooter besides Call of Duty that was released at the beginning. Uh, I played a little bit of Quake growing up, but uh, never really played Quake 4. So for, a, for an opening lineup here, not a bad little mix of games. You got sports games, racing games, shooting games. Uh, you got a little kind of a weird kind of like Tony Hawk. I mean, like extreme sports game. And then you got the Xbox Live, which they're, I mean, Geometry Wars. Oh my God, dude, I loved Geometry Wars. I played so much of that. And then we got the PlayStation 3, so there was a ton of complaining about the PlayStation 3 lineup of games at the beginning. The first couple of years, man, yeah, it was, there wasn't a whole lot there. So the U.S. launch in November 17th, uh, 2006, so just remember, the 360, that was 2005. So we're going to have some different games here for the PlayStation 3 in 2006. So you got Call of Duty 3. Genji, Days of the Blade. Oh my god, I remember that game. I was excited for that one. That one wasn't very good. Madden, NFL 07. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That was some good shit back in. That was one of the rare games I could actually get my dad to play with me. And I played that on the 360, but... 
Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance was a good game. Mobile Suit Gundam Crossfire was fucking terrible. Need for Speed Carbon, eh. NBA 07, NBA 2K7, NHL 2K7. Resistance Fall of Man was a pretty big game. Um... It wasn't quite good enough for it to be a console seller, but it was definitely, like, it definitely had my attention at the time when it came out. Uh, I played it uh, with my buddy who sold me the PS3. We played through Resistance Fall Man in one sitting. It was a really fucking good, it was a good game. I really liked Resistance. Um, I really liked Resistance 2 as well. Never got to 3, but, um, man, I would kind of like to see Resistance come back in some way. Ridge Racer 7, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 07, Tony Hawk's Project 8, which I found to be way, way better than uh, American Wasteland. Project 8 was good. I really liked that game. And Untold Legends Dark Kingdom. That game also sucks. So, I mean, again, very kind of similar to the 360 um, but the 360, there's definitely some better games. I mean, Call of Duty 3 was nowhere near as good as Call of Duty 2. Uh, you got your usual sports games in there, but it's definitely a smaller lineup than the 360 was. And you don't have any of the, you don't have any of the extra fun games. I mean, there's a couple of PlayStation Network games, Blast Factor, Cash Guns Chaos. Never heard of either of those games. So there is that. Now, I I am looking here at the uh, European launch. Now, this isn't going to be in contention, but I'm just looking at the list here. It was uh, in March, so from November to March. There's a handful of games here, a lot better, but that's not the the list I'm going to be using. So we'll move on. Not a very good uh, opening lineup uh, of games right there. I mean, Resistance was a good game, but again, none of these are console sellers to me. I mean, a console seller there for the Xbox 360 would be a Call of Duty 2. That was a very, very big game for the time, for sure. And then we got the Wii. So the Wii had a a much different uh, launch. Uh, November 19th, 2006, their lineup was looking like this. You got Avatar, Last Airbender, Call of Duty 3, Cars, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Tenkai, Ichi 2. I cannot believe I just said that correctly. Excite Truck. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Wow. GT Pro Series, Happy Feet. The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. So there's your console selling game right there. Madden NFL 07, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Monster 4x4, World Circuit. Need for Speed Carbon, Rampage, Total Destruction. Rayman, Raving... Raving Rabbids? Okay. Red Steel, which, I mean, arguably is a console stealer. I was so hyped up for that game, but it just, um, I never actually got to play that one. I hear people that actually did play it, did enjoy it. It just did not come out to the critical reception I feel like a lot of us were expecting. That was the game where you're kind of, I think it was a first person game where you're using uh, swords and guns with the motion controls. Looked freaking awesome. I just don't think that one hit the mark. You got SpongeBob SquarePants, Creep. Creature from the Krusty Krab, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz, which I heard was a pretty darn good game, Tony Hawk's Town- Downhill Jam, that game sucked, Tom- uh, Trauma Center, Second Opinion, that game, I was always interested, never got to play it, looked really cool though, and then of course you got the classic Wii Sports, which was bundled with all the Wii consoles, so everybody got Wii Sports, and... I got to give the edge here. It's going to the Wii. The Wii had the best launch. I mean, not only did you get Wii Sports packaged into your console, which was a phenomenal little demo, basically, for what the console can do with the motion controls. It was incredibly fun and how simple it was. It was just bowling, boxing, tennis, and golf. And, dude, I played 
probably I would I would say it might be easily over a hundred hours of Wii Sports, man. Like I used to, I I lost weight playing this game. I used to sit there and just box just do the boxing and just do that for like 45 minutes be a solid workout i played the shit out of wii sports and then of course you got the legend of zelda i would say that is the best game that i mentioned in any of these lists i know twilight princess isn't necessarily everybody's favorite game but i think we can agree here that that is the best game out of all of the launch games here i mean call of duty 2 it was a really good game but I, I would give the edge to The Legend of Zelda. That's a fantastic game. It didn't necessarily have the third-party support. I mean, you do have a Tony Hawk game, but it wasn't Project 8. It didn't... It, the the console wasn't able to handle a game like Project 8, so it had to go with uh, Downhill Jam, which was a disappointing game. But me, personally, I'm going to give this opening lineup... I'm going to give it to the Wii. I just think that with the Wii Sports, I just think with that alone, you're going to have a ton of fun with that. I guess it depends on how into sports games you are, but I can't remember how good those early sports games were. I didn't get into the sports games so a little bit later on. But yeah, I'm going to give the lineup for the Wii. That was the best looking lineup of games for myself. So now let's move on to console exclusive games. So I'm going to go through the top five Metacritic scored games that were exclusive to the console. And then we will look at third-party support. And then we will look at their lowest-rated games, just for a little bit of fun. All right, so we'll start with the top five exclusive for the Nintendo Wii. You got Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 at a 97. Twilight Princess was at a 95. You got Super Smash Bros. Brawl at a 93. I don't know how people feel about Brawl. I... Like, I played the shit out of Brawl. I thought the story mode was terrible. I fucking hated it. I thought, oh, I hated it so much. But I played a lot of Brawl, man. I don't... It's not my favorite bro, uh, Smash Bros. I think Ultimate, you know, it, it's Ultimate. It's, that's that's the one I go for. But Brawl was a good time. Skyward Sword, 93. Uh, I never beat Skyward Sword, man. I really just didn't connect with Skyward Sword whatsoever. Just never really hit for me. And then you got Xenoblade Chronicles also at a 93. Sadly, I never got my hands on a Xenoblade Chronicles. That was a hard game to find, even... In the prime of the Wii, that was a game I struggled to find. I couldn't find it. And even when you did, it was very expensive and stuff. Very expensive now today to get your hands on it. So, um, yeah, it's a a series that sadly I never really got to play. I am very curious about it. Like, I... I, ha- I really want to play Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because I hear a lot of good things about it, but, like, there's Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2. Like, what the hell do I do? So those are the top five exclusive games for the Nintendo Wii. We go to the Xbox 360. You got Gears of War 1 at a 94. Halo 3 at 94. Gears 2 at a 93. Forza Motor- Motorsport 3 at a 92. And Halo Reach at a 91. So... No 97s, nothing that actually cracked over a 95 there. So the highest rated game with Gears and Halo, I mean, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Those were the two biggest franchises on the Xbox 360. Which one do you lean towards? I mean, I really liked both of them. I I always liked the Halo multiplayer a lot more than Gears. I never really got into the Gears, uh, uh, Gears of War online. Played it a little bit, but uh, it was just something that my friends and I, we never really got into. We tried it, but it was always first-person shooters for us. So I was big on Halo 3. I was even bigger on Call of Duty, but those were the top five. I mean, Halo Reach, eh, never really finished that game. I tried a lot of times. Forza, Forza Motorsport, I love 
Forza Motorsport, especially Horizon. Horizon is incredible. Gears 2 was a really good sequel, so pretty good like uh, top five man you can't there's nothing wrong with that top five right there some good fucking games ps3 you got uncharted 2 at a 96 hell yeah little big planet 95 the last of us 95 metal gear solid 4 94 and god of war 3 at a 92 so all those franchises are still ongoing kind of with metal gear solid don't really know the future of that little big planet you know i've talked about the latest game that i'm playing from them Sackboy's big adventure still really good and obviously uncharted one of sony's flagship franchises right there and the last of us like it's got an hbo television show here and yeah man like some of the place so this is like where playstation really started to step up their game in in the terms of size of their games in terms of storytelling like we all know the last of us right An incredible story really kind of changed what people thought about video games that's when you started hearing like video games are, are art and that conversation started becoming a lot more normal which is fine i mean it, 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 a lot of things are art okay i don't i'm not really going to get into that but clearly here you're seeing like a bit of a difference here so you got the mario games you got the zeldas you got the classic nintendos and then you got your 360 games with the shooters bloody over the top space sci-fi stuff and then you got the playstation which are kind of like your action platforming big stories big scenes and all that so really kind of three different styles now i like all these games man i'm a zelda fan i'm a i was a i'm a huge galaxy fan i love the galaxy games are they might be my favorite mario games i haven't played them in a while but mario galaxy 2 i fucking adore that game so this is a really hard one for me so i'm just going out of the top five like I, i'm not going to go outside of that top five but if i had to go on an island and i only got to take five of these five games with me which of these five games are you going to go and take home with you fuck man i mean uncharted 2 is one of my favorite games of all time same with metal gear solid i mean little big planet that's an endless game right there you could do so much with it uh for me personally i'm picking playstation uh because those games are just that's just more my style i'm not saying necessarily that these games are better than those mario games or they're better than gears of war it's just more my style uh, I like the variety here. Like even with Little Big Planet, that's that was basically their answer to Mario games. Like you can create your own level. It was mind blowing at the time when Little Big Planet came out. Like what a fucking cool game it was. Another rare game that I was actually able to get my dad to play with me a little bit. So uh, I was a special game man. Little Big Planet was very very cool when it came out. It's something we've never seen before. And it, and now they've they've continue on with Dreams and uh, another game that's very 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 unique but uh, me personally i'm picking the the exclusive lineup for playstation 3 i just more my style of games but uh man those galaxy games were incredible twilight princess was awesome though i think maybe a little bit overrated personally i tried to replay that game it, I, I couldn't do it it was too boring i found it way too the some like especially collecting the tears and stuff like oh god that was bad but some of the best dungeons in there though some really really good dungeons but curious to think what you guys are thinking in terms of uh, what your favorite exclusive lineups are right there and in terms of third-party support so this is where it gets uh, a little bit interesting so you got with the 360 and ps3 
they share a, a, a sim a very they share a third party lineup. They had all the same ones. So on your PS3 360, you got GTA 4. That's at a 98. GTA 5 97. Arkham City 96. Red Dead Redemption 1 95. And Portal 2 at a 95. And the big thing here is that none of those games that I just mentioned, none of those were on the Wii. None of them. So third party support for the Wii. The best rated games are. Rock Band 2, no, just the original Rock Band, that's a 92, don't laugh, Rayman Origins, 92, awesome game, Guitar Hero, 89, I, I imagine that's probably Guitar Hero 3, DJ Hero, fucking, yeah, who remembers DJ Hero, I still have my DJ thing upstairs, DJ Hero, 88, and PGA Tour, also at an 88, so yeah, obviously, that's where the Nintendo Wii took a really big hit right there. I mean, missing out on the Grand Theft Auto games, Red Dead Redemption, the Batman Arkham City game, like, wow. So those are big, big blows. And that's not even like, we're barely scratching the surface of third-party titles that the Wii lost. I mean, we're talking about some of these third-party titles that they didn't get. They're coming out on the Switch now. Like, that's kind of how far behind Nintendo has fallen in terms of third-party support. So by far... 360 and PlayStation, they slaughter the Wii in terms of third-party support. I mean, yeah, you had your odd third-party game that was only on the Wii, but none of them were cracking scores that were up there with Grand Theft Auto. Like they, like they didn't even. They only had two games that were in the 90s, and yeah. So clearly, the Wii was was not as well supported in terms of those third-party games, and that's. That's what's going to happen. I mean, the Wii was not anywhere near as powerful as the 360 or the PS3. So some sacrifices were going to have to be made. And sadly, it was in third-party support. So just for a little bit of fun, let's go and look at some of the worst-rated games that were on each of the consoles. Let's start off with the Wii because... The Wii had a lot of terrible games because of the whole motion control thing, so a lot of companies were taking advantage of families and young kids that don't really know uh, where to look for reviews and stuff like that. They're just buying games that look cool. So there was a lot of shovelware getting thrown onto the Wii, and a lot of it was really, really shamelessly bad. So the worst... I'm just going down the list and we're just going to go through some of the worst rated games here. Uh, Spogs Racing, an 18 on Metacritic. You got Cruisin' at a 25. Game Party, 25. Jenga World Tour, are you fucking kidding me? Looney Tunes, Acme Arsenal, 27. Chicken Shoot was like the first one that I saw. Like I, I used to watch reviews on the run all the time. And oh my God, they absolutely eviscerated this game on there. I think they gave it like a zero, but Chicken Shoot, just a fucking terrible video game. 27, Game Party 2, 29. It got a little bit better. Sid the Dummy, 31, Pool Party, Target Terror, Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon, King of Clubs, Valhalla Knights, Eldar Saga, Showtime Championship Baxing, The Golden Compass, Georgia the Jungle and the Search for of the, for the Secret. Man, those were all like 35s and under. So a lot of terrible games here. And wow, they just keep on going, man. Oh, there's one that I kind of remember. Alone in the Dark. Oh, man, that game was terrible. Yeah, man, there's a, a lot of really shitty games that were released on the Wii. 
Definitely, definitely. Uh, now we go over to the PlayStation 3. The Le- Leisure Suit Larry, a 17. Like, oh my god, nobody likes you, Leisure Suit Larry. Can't say I've ever played them. And I'm just going to say this before I go much further. Uh, just looking, um, like, I'm on Metacritic looking at the scores. I mean, they have about 700 Wii games on PlayStation. There's, like... 1200 video games that have been scored here and then on 360 you got over 1600 games so uh there was definitely a lot more games coming out on the 360 and the playstation 3 and uh definitely not as much support on the wii but yeah that that's again the third party thing right so back to the PlayStation 3 shitty games. You got Rambo, the video game, at a 23. NBA Unrivaled, 24. Rogue Warrior. Oh my god, I remember that game. That game is terrible. 27. Vampire Reign, Altered Species. Dream Chronicles. I'm trying to skip these ones that are like little uh, online. DreamWorks, Kung Fu Panda 2. Magus. Mobile Suit, Mobile Suit Gundam. That was one of the early games. Man, that was trash. Yeah, that came out. That was that should have been in the in the opening lineup. That was that came out November 13th, 2006. That game was awful. The Walking Dead, Survival Instinct, Expendables 2, Shell Shock 2, Blood Trials. That game was terrible. Damnation, Kung Fu Rider, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Yeah, it's when the really started releasing really awful uh, movie, or uh, mostly just the Harry Potter games got really bad. Iron Man 2, 007 Legends, Prison Break, like what the fuck? Rock Revolution. Oh, I remember that. Oh, Turning Point, Falls of Le- Liberty. Oh my god, I played the demo for that game. It was such, it was such a bad game, dude. Oh my god, that game sucked. 360 games. What we got here? The Cur- the Cursed Crusade, 39. That is the worst rated game. Oh, wait, never mind. Hold on. We, we, oh, never mind. We're going way down here. My bad. My bad. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. We're going way down here. Yaris, 17. Now, a lot of these are going to be like Xbox Live games. Ride to Hell Retribution. Oh, my goodness, man. I feel like I played a game. Um, I'm just going to throw the story in here for the fuck of it. So I asked for SmackDown versus Raw 2006 for Christmas. I received Hell's Angels 2. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for that. Okay, Fast and Furious Showdown. I don't even remember that one. Oh, Fast and Furious. Okay, 22. Got uh, Amy, Leisure Suit Larry's there again. Rambo Jumper, Griffin Story. Ugh, man. Fighters, Uncaged. Got The Walking Dead, Escape Dead Island, DreamWorks Megamind, Farming Simulator at a 33. I feel like those games have gotten a lot better. Bomberman, Ag Zero. I remember people shitting all over that game when that one came out. The History Channel, Battle for the Pacific. Are you kidding me? That game sucked. I feel like a lot of the... I played some of these, uh, the demos for them for sure. Blackwater, Hour of Victory, Quantum Theory... Yeah, there's a lot of shitty games down here. Steel Battalion, Heavy Armor. Oof. I hope that didn't come with like a big peripheral peripheral that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Vampire Rain. Oh my god. Does anyone remember that game? That game was terrible. Oh man, there's some really bad vampire games. Pimp My Ride, the video game. Damn, son, that's crazy. Yeah. Lots of terrible video games right here. So that, that was fun to look at. But um 
In terms of the overall game libraries from the 360, from the PS3 to the to the Wii, the overall game library, which one is the best one overall? I mean, I kind of have to you, you kind of have to eliminate Nintendo on this one because of the lack of third-party support and I feel like they may have like in terms of ratio and percentage wise of their library they may have the highest percentage of shitty games out of their whole entire library now they didn't they had roughly half as many games i guess released than the other major consoles but um yeah i mean that that's gonna have to be a negative so between the 360 and the playstation 3 i mean that's tough Again, I for for just me personally, I'm going with the PlayStation 3. There's just more games over there that are more for me. Uh, but 360, very, very, very strong lineup of games right there, man. The 360 had some awesome games, man. Like, Jesus. There's, we'll talk more about 360 games, I imagine, in the future on this podcast because... I had I played a lot of Xbox 360, man. Like Left 4 Dead, Halo Wars was a lot of fun, man. I really, really thought Halo Wars was was quite freaking good, man. Really had a lot of good times with Halo Wars. And of course, I mean the Xbox had some. It's still my favorite racing games. I mean Forza is my favorite racing series of all time, especially Horizon games, man. Like Horizon has almost ruined racing games for me because I just love that formula for a racing game. And yeah, it, it, it's so freaking good. But yeah, 360 had some good games. So now that we're done, let's let's finish off and we'll talk about some sales numbers. And then I'm gonna pick a console. Which one was my favorite? So. Let's start off with the PlayStation numbers. So in terms of total consoles sold, it's it's really interesting because the PlayStation 3 actually ended up outselling the 360. It had 87.4 million consoles sold. Now that's of 2017, so give or take a few uh, thousand consoles or whatever, but uh, 87.4 million, that is a lot, a lot, a lot of consoles. And their best-selling games from PlayStation, you're looking at... I mean, GTA 5, they sold roughly like 30 million on PlayStation 3. This one really surprised me. Gran Turismo 5 had a, oh, just shy of 12 million. Last of Us, 7 million. Uncharted 3, 6.6. Uncharted 2, 6.5. Metal Gear Solid 4, 6 million. I mean, yeah, they were moving some freaking units out there, man, for sure. In terms of the Xbox 360, they were last place in total consoles sold at 84 million consoles sold. And their best-selling games, uh, something that isn't Grand Theft Auto at the top of the charts, it was actually Connect Adventures, 24 million. So I guess now that I brought up the Connect, I should probably talk about it a little bit. I mean, it's something that came out later on to try and combat the Nintendo Wii and the motion controls. PlayStation did it as well with the PlayStation Move. Now, neither of those really hit the mark. I mean, the Kinect had some moderate success. There was definitely some pretty okay sales numbers behind it. I mean, they sold 24 million uh, Kinect fucking animal things or whatever, like Kinect Adventures. So people were buying the Kinect. I never touched the Kinect. I never played. I never had one, never tried one. So I don't really have all that much of an opinion behind it. Uh, for me, at that point, I was already past the motion control gimmick, so I didn't need any of that. It was too expensive. And the PlayStation Move really didn't at all speak to me. I was not at all interested in it. I imagine there's people out there that really did like it, but wasn't for me. But then you got GTA 5, 22.95 million. Minecraft, 21 million. uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, 14 million. Black Ops, 14 million. So Call of Duty was definitely selling 
a lot more on the 360. It was a very, very popular place to play Call of Duty. I remember vividly the... Uh, well, because I started on 360 and then I moved over to PlayStation. I played Call of Duty on both. I legitimately did not experience a difference between either of them, man. I thought there were skilled players on Play- PlayStation. There were skilled players on Xbox. I really didn't notice all that much of a difference, honestly. And in terms of the Nintendo Wii, you got some uh, pretty good sales numbers here for the Nintendo Wii. You're looking at 101 million consoles sold, one of the best-selling consoles of all time. And, of course, you got the Wii Sports, which is kind of cheating but because it was packaged in with the system. But 82 million uh, copies of Wii Sports sold, 37 million copies of Mario Kart. 33 million copies of Wii Sports Resort, 30 million on New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and 28 million on Wii Play. I mean, Wii Play wasn't a very good game. Can't say it played it, but a lot of people bought it, man. A lot of people were buying those kind of games. So, I mean, I mean, this one's kind of easy. The, the sales numbers for the Wii, they win. They sold a lot of video games. Now, that comes down to kind of the way that Nintendo is. So, as you as we've seen there, that Nintendo Wii had roughly around half as many games released on it from the other consoles. And that's why you would see some of those numbers ballooning, with uh, especially with Mario Kart Wii and any of the Mario games or Zelda games. You're going to see those... Uh, those sales very high because there just isn't as many games available for people to buy. So when the good ones come out, pretty much everyone's going to have it. Like Mario Kart is a staple of virtually every Nintendo console. If you have any of the Nintendo consoles, you probably have that console's Mario Kart. I mean, it kind of goes with it. All the Nintendo systems that I have, I have the Mario Kart for it. You just kind of have to, right? So that's kind of how I find Nintendo really gets the high numbers in terms of of units sold per video game. But you can't deny the numbers. They're right here in front of me. 101 million is higher than 87 million, which is higher than 84 million. So the Nintendo Wii will win the, the sales war. They sold the most consoles. They sold the most... I don't know if they sold the most video games total, but they definitely had the highest selling video game numbers in this generation. And that is going to be all of the categories that we are looking at today. So all in all, you had new console features being won by the Xbox 360 controller. Console design was also going to the 360 launch games are going to the Nintendo Wii. The exclusives I gave to the PlayStation 3. Third-party support was a tie between the 360 and PlayStation 3. And units sold went to Nintendo. Now, that comes out to whoever wins, but that doesn't necessarily pick the winner for me. Now, my favorite console out of the three overall, all said and done, really was quite difficult because... Kind of like in the sales numbers, the PS3 started running up the rear really, really strongly, especially towards the end. Like the back, like third of the console of the of the seventh generation, I was mostly a PlayStation 3 player. I played a lot of PlayStation 3, but sadly, I was one of the few in my friend group that had the PlayStation 3. Everyone was a 360 player. My buddy Billy had the Wii, but. I'm giving my favorite console of the Generation 7 between the Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii, and the PlayStation 3. My favorite console is the Xbox 360. Yes, sir. So, mostly because I feel like Xbox, they didn't... 
They didn't escalate in any one area, and they didn't get as low as the other consoles in some areas. So the Wii just didn't have the third-party support. It didn't have the library of games that was as strong as its competitors. Though it had an amazing price point and some revolutionary features, for sure, the game support for me just wasn't there. I fell off my Wii pretty quickly, man. Like, I played that thing really strongly for, like, a year, fell off hard after, like, year two, and then completely done, like, after that. I really never touched the damn thing again, and it was all PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. 360 really gets the edge out of me because it had some really strong exclusives that were really, really awesome. I mean, Halo 3 was incredible for its time when it came out. Like, what, what a moment, and I know that Call of Duty is on both both systems, but a lot of my best memories and times were on the 360, playing with my friends on Xbox Live. And I mean, Xbox Live was just so easy and fun and streamlined and just so well made and done. It's still the pinnacle of online gaming now, if you don't talk about PC, but yeah, man, I mean, Nintendo is still so far behind on the online game, it's kind of crazy. Sony is still good. I've I've honestly always thought their support online was good. It just it's not as good as Xbox. And PlayStation definitely definitely had the games for me. There was the exclusives by far for me were my favorite. I love the exclusives on that console. I love the exclusives on the Wii. There just wasn't enough of them for me to like give them the edge on that. I mean, when they had their exclusives, they were incredible. Like a lot of the times when a Mario exclusive comes out, a Zelda exclusive comes out. It's generally a masterpiece, right? So when they hit, they hit. PlayStation, though, I just felt like they were just wham, 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 wham. So many good exclusives and new franchises were born on the PlayStation 3. They're still going today, and I feel like that's kind of where PlayStation started shifting into becoming bigger than, you know, what they thought. Like, they started looking at games as more than just video games. I feel like that started on PlayStation 3. But with the 360, man, I feel like it was just such a balanced console. Yeah, it had the red ring at death, which was tragic. I mean, I even got a yellow light at death, which was the PlayStations. Uh, it was very rare to get one of those, but I did have one. I had a hardware failure with my PlayStation 3, got the yellow light of death, and that bitch was dead. I think there was like a... Roughly maybe a 1% chance of that happening to your console. Granted, I did not take care of that console very well in hindsight, but uh, it is what it is. So me personally, in, with all those amazing memories, I mean, I had, if, if I had to like clock in all the hours, I feel like my hours on Xbox are way higher than my PlayStation 3 and substantially higher than my Wii because... I had all my game days that was virtually always around the 360 and Rock Band and Call of Duty. I played so much and Gears. I loved Gears so much and I loved those Halo games, especially Halo 3 was like my life for a while there. Really liked the Xbox, man. I thought it was a great console. It was the first one that I got. So maybe, maybe that's why, maybe it's nostalgia talking, but man, I ever, did I ever have some amazing amazing times with that xbox 360 so that is my verses for this week everybody i hope you enjoyed i hope you um you know let me know which console did you grow up with did you have all three did you get one did you get none did you were you not even born when this generation was out did you just completely miss this one do you think i'm crazy for picking the 360 which sold the least and, you know, I just think the 360 was a special, special little system, man. I, I really, really liked the 360. Though it is flawed, I felt like all three consoles had their flaws, but man, 
some really, really amazing things on that on those consoles, man. It was a very special time for me as a gamer. That's when I really blossomed into a really hardcore gamer was on this generation, man. That's when I, you know, I had my own job and I can buy my own games and, and do what I wanted with the system. I wasn't just you know, hanker to my, my allowance or birthdays and shit. So, and on top of that, I had a friend group that we would all get online every single day after school and we would all play together. Something that I never really got on PlayStation, man. PlayStation for me was, is one of the greatest single player consoles I've ever had. Like, man, did I ever play a lot of really awesome single player games on PlayStation? Generally, that's how it was for me, man. My 360 was my online friend console. My PS3 was my my loner console where I'll just enjoy a good video game by myself. But it's very, very close, man. It really is. Like, the PS3 and the 360 are, like, right connected to each other. But I just had just a little bit more better memories that stick with me uh, more than the PlayStation 3 did. So I'm picking 360, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. It was a really fun one to do. I mean, I've been writing up this episode for like a month, not like, you know, putting hours and hours and hours and hours onto it, but it was just something that I've been thinking about for a while. And now that I finally recorded it, it was a lot of fun, all said and done. Hope it was enjoyable for you to listen to. It's probably the longest gamer cast I've done so far. Really fun, so... If you have any other versus episodes that you can think of, that would be really fun. Maybe another console versus uh, PS2, GameCube, and, th- and Xbox. I wouldn't be great at because I completely missed the GameCube. But, um, you know, I can do my research and I could probably make it work. But, um, you know, just let me know if there's any really cool verses or top tens that you can think of that you would like me to do. Send me an email. Send me a message on YouTube. Do what you got to do to get a hold of me. All the links are down below so you can do that. And if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. Podcast. We welcome everybody here, so don't be shy. You can send in messages, questions, questions related to video games, wrestling, hockey. Be my guest. If you want me to answer your question live on the podcast, let me know. If you want to keep it between you and myself, absolutely no problem. We can just chat. That's all good with me. I just like to talk about video games, man. I love to hear a good recommendation every now and again. So that is it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. I know it's Monday, but hey, I hope this episode got you through your day just a little bit better. You have yourselves a great week. Hope you're having a good day. And get out there. Play some Legend of Zelda. God damn it. It's probably amazing. Oh, I can't wait. 